Tree Talking Time is brought to you by Conkeys Outdoors. Get all your hound hunting needs at Conkeys.com. Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. Welcome back to another episode of Tree Talking Time. Christmas is almost here, and I just want to say Merry Christmas to everybody, and I just really want to say thank you for all the listeners. We are going to do a little giveaway this week. If you have not already seen this post on Facebook, head over to Facebook. There's a post. um, There's six trivia questions. The first five people to give me the correct, to answer all six questions correctly, will get a code to Joseph Krantz's first book, The Last Coon Hunter. Uh, a code for an audiobook, excuse me. So it's a great listen. Really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I had never read read the book, so I listened to it just recently. Really enjoyed it. The uh, the guy that reads it, it does a great job as well. I think anybody that coon hunts will will enjoy it. So the first five people to answer correctly those six questions correctly will get a code to that audiobook. But there is a grand prize winner, so anybody that answers those questions correctly this week will be entered into a drawing for the grand prize, which will be a sticker pack from all of the sponsors, plus Tree Talking Time, and either your choice of a hat or a t-shirt. Be sure to check out the Facebook page, follow those rules, and uh, look forward to hearing from you guys. Today's guest is... Dan Pierce. Dan has been on the podcast before. We kind of just jumped into the conversation, really didn't do any intros, but Dan was on episode 27, Mountain Cur Cat Dogs, where he uh, we talked about how he hunts bobcats with his mountain curs here in Pennsylvania. But Dan is also a big-time squirrel hunter, and actually squirrel hunts more than he bobcat hunts, just because of our, the way our season is. But Dan and his buddy Jeff just got back from a pretty epic adventure where they went across the country for the Squirrel Grand Slam. So stay tuned. You just went on an epic adventure, and I, I just want to know about it. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I got a good, good. Uh, it was a good trip. I mean, and how many people drive was... across the country to hunt squirrels? <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, you said a lot of the the looks and and comments that we got, you know, when we were leaving and when we were out there. Just, <laughs> It, 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 uh, it was pretty funny, really, but uh, yeah, it's it's something different. Something different you oh know? yeah, squirrel dogs uh, aren't really big on the West Coast, uh, from what I understand. No, no, and I mean even even people back here, like you're going where to go squirrel hunting? Yeah, you know. No, but I think it was pretty cool. So um, maybe just start out with what is a squirrel grand slam? Because I don't even know what that is. So the squirrel grand slam, which I and I'm don't take credit for any of this or it's just something I read. Um, it was actually an article in uh, field and stream last year. I think I believe the guy was a biologist. I, I should say, don't quote me on it, but he, he said that there's, there's technically eight different species of squirrels in the U S that are huntable. Okay. And then obviously there's multiple variations of those squirrels, fox mm-hmm. squirrels and, and, uh, different color variations of gray squirrels and aberts and but those don't count it, it only counts as one you know okay so you know in, in pennsylvania we have the the gray squirrel 
I guess they call it Eastern gray, the mm-hmm. fox squirrel and the red squirrel, but all the rest are basically West coast. It's all, um, the, I think in California, there's the Douglas squirrel and the Western gray and Arizona. There is, uh, the Abert squirrel, the Arizona gray squirrel, um, and the Mexican fox squirrel. Okay. And they also have red squirrels there too, but, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't need that down there. So, so I guess a little background on where this come from for us anyways was, you know, a few years ago, we, we had started going to North Carolina after the fox squirrels down there. Yeah. And after we'd done it a couple of years, it's like, there's gotta be other squirrels that we can hunt. So I got to looking at the Abert squirrel and I, that was my focus the whole time. The Abert's and, and the Kaibob, which is Abert's, you know, the North Rim the Grand Canyon. Okay. And I, I said that those, those, those interested me. They're cool looking. I want to do this. Yeah. Well, we kind of laughed about it. Like we're not going to drive 30 hours to go squirrel hunt. And you've gotten some pretty cool looking squirrels in North Carolina too. Yeah. 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 They were great. I I mean, I like going down there, but you know, I think we did it five years, four or five years. And it was just, we, we were looking for something different to do. Yeah. But uh, it just seemed out of reach, you know, 30 hours to go squirrel hunt was just a lot to, <laughs> it was, it was intimidating, I guess. And yeah. so last year we read that article and we kind of chuckled about it and my buddy Jeff and I, you know, we talked about it, but we never really got serious and, and, uh, he actually got serious this year. He's like, Hey, you know, I want to do this and, and we're going to do California and then we're going to go to Arizona and we're going to try to get them all. Okay. You know, and I <laughs> still was just kind of him hauling about it and, and it was probably like July or so he pinned me down. He's like, I'm going to go buy a trailer. He's like, <laughs> if we're going to do this, so you got to tell me now. Uh, so I, I basically told him I'd do it. And, and, um, so we started trying to do some research and, and we made some phone calls to people and, I messaged on Facebook, you know, multiple people. We got a little information, but nothing, nothing really solid. Uh, the the trip to California, actually, uh, Jeff had talked to somebody that he was going to go lion hunt with it at bear hunted ten years ago out there or whenever before they outlawed bear hunting with dogs in California. Yeah, he said, "Oh, I know where there's squirrels." So he just told us a town. Well, that was all we ended up really getting. Um, <laughs> So, uh, fortunately, like my work, we have an office in Reno and I know some people out there. So we were able to go stay with them while we hunted California. Okay. And, uh, so we drove all the way out there, stayed with them and we drive into California in the morning. And I told, told Jeff before, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of time in California. You know, my, my focus is still on the Averts squirrels. And, uh, I said, we'll try it. So the, the Western gray, I figured for sure. And I, I honestly, I wanted to do this with dogs no matter what. I didn't want to yeah. do anything other than with, with the dogs. And, and Jeff has a dog, um, but he wasn't so dead set that that's how he had to do it. He just wanted to make sure he got the grand slam. So, yeah. So I knew going to California that my dogs typically don't tree red squirrels here. Okay. And the Douglas squirrel is, is basically a red squirrel. Um, mm-hmm. So I knew that there was a good chance I probably wouldn't be able to, to do that with the dogs unless I got lucky. Yeah. So, so anyways, we drive to this town. Um, 
which I don't think it mattered. I mean, it was, it was Quincy, California is where we went. And I didn't know nothing about it. We get there and it's pretty mountainous and kind of intimidating for somebody from Flatland in Pennsylvania. Um, <laughs> I know what my dogs are capable of and they're capable of making me walk a long ways. So you get into that rugged country, it's a little bit, a little bit unnerving to cut them loose up there, not knowing what the squirrel numbers are. You know, they, they might have to go a long ways to find one. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we drive up this mountain in the morning and, you know, it doesn't like really look like squirrel country, what I would consider squirrel country. And, uh, we found a fairly flat spot on top and turned the dog loose. We just were going to turn one dog loose at that time and keep working our way out through the mountain there and try to find them in the, uh, we made one tree on the first drop, and we couldn't find anything, so we uh, made a loop, went back out, dropped Jeff's dog, and she went down over the side of the mountain and across the valley and got treed. Uh, so that was the start of it, and I mean, nice. I, I I can't say that anything could have went any better than it did the whole trip, honestly. It was, it was um, we, we got that, that first Western Gray, and then we turned uh, Oneida loose. And she went like 600 or so, and, and she actually had two treed. Um, I, it was a it was a great start. I just I honestly didn't didn't expect it to go that well. Yeah, like you said, you know, you drove 30 hours with three dogs. That I'm not saying you don't haul your dogs some, but not That's usually lo- yeah. not that far. Yeah. Well, and I'm and we drove. We didn't drive it straight through. We stopped a little bit, but from the time we left home to the time we got to Reno was 42 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a long haul. You know, yeah, and for the dogs to just come out of the box and tree squirrels for us like that was just uh, ecstatic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we we hunted around the morning. We got our squirrels. We went down to town a little bit, and Jeff had talked to somebody there in town about the the Douglas squirrel, and he you know, said, "Oh, they're they're everywhere." You know, <laughs> you walk through the woods and they chirp at you. And we hadn't seen one yet, so. We go back up in the mountains in the afternoon and find a spot. And against my interest, we went and just sat. And we split <laughs> up in two different spots. And within five minutes, he shot his Douglas squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, oh, I seen when I was sitting with gray squirrels. So I, I reluctantly, I was like, the only way I'm going to get one is to sit. So we sat some, and then I ran dogs some, and we we treated some more gray squirrels and had a good time there. But uh, the, so the next day. I was ready to go. So I got my gray. I'm not getting the Douglas. Let's go. And he talked me into sticking around and we hunted one more day and we tried for the Douglas. Um, and it just didn't work out. Treat some more gray squirrels. Now the Western grays, are they similar size to the Eastern grays? Actually, no, they're a fair amount larger. They'd be closer to probably a fox squirrel size here. Um, yeah, they're, uh, I, I honestly, I, I did a little research, but I never really looked that close at what they look like but yeah they're they're actually a pretty big squirrel gotcha so and uh yeah you know just like our other squirrels you know the tree good they will timber out and they will fail if you get too close on a small tree we mm-hmm. found out but uh but there seemed to be you know there were we didn't have a hard time finding them. we just had a hard time finding places to cut the dogs or it didn't make me sick to my stomach <laughs> with, the, with the hills and stuff so but uh so we got two days out there and we actually spent the night, one more night in Reno and we got up early the next morning and, and headed south. Um, and, you know, for me, 
I've been to Colorado and Montana and stuff, but I'd never been beyond that. So mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of stuff that I'm, I'm glad I got to see. It's amazing what's what's in the U.S. to look at, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, so we we drove all day down to uh, the north rim of the Grand Canyon. I think it was Jacob Jacob Lake is where we ended up staying. There's a little inn there. And we got down there, and there's six inches of snow, crusty, and 20-mile-an-hour winds. and. Great weather for squirrel hunting. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if this was if this was home, we wouldn't see nothing tomorrow. But the the Kaibob squirrel, or the, the you know the that version of the Aberts is you know that was number one on my list. That was so I was like, I'll stay here for four days if I have to. I'm I'm getting one of these squirrels. Um, well, it was nice that you know we could go out and actually see squirrel tracks in the snow and know that. They're, they're there, but yeah. uh, it took it took us a little bit of effort. You know, they they weren't running everywhere. Just I think because of the conditions and you know melting snow and I don't like trying to make excuses for dogs or anything. But over the years of coyote hunting and stuff, melting snow has always been seems like it's the most difficult for dogs to function on. Yeah, uh, it had, it had warmed up to you know upper thirties and the snow was melting off and and the dogs were struggling a little bit and. Uh, we finally got into some squirrels and, and, you know, the first one I knocked down, it was just, it, it was cooler than I guess I thought they were going to be. Yeah. The color on them with the rust down the middle of the back and the jet black on the belly and the big ear tufts. It was just, they're just a really, and white tails, just a really, really cool looking squirrel. They are crazy looking. That is for sure. And I had never seen one until I saw your picture. I was like, what in the world is that? <laughs> right. So uh, we ended up just spending one day there. We got our squirrels, and then you know we stayed one more night at Jacob Lake. And in the morning, we got up and we drove around the Grand Canyon, down through Flagstaff, and got back into National Forest. And it was like eight thirty, nine o'clock in the morning. We were cutting loose again um, after the Abert squirrel, and we got right into them. You know, dogs were making trees, uh, some dens and stuff. And then we did we did get a couple knocked down there. Um, so we just, we, we loaded the dogs up and headed further south. Um, we dropped a couple more times looking for Abert squirrels and treat a few more. Um, we ended up staying, I think that night in Pace in Arizona. And this, this was the one that stumped me a little bit was the Arizona gray squirrel. And I, you know, I didn't do as much research as I probably should have on it. Okay. Um, so we, you know, you get on Wikipedia and, and look, but, um, nobody really had, I, I didn't really get any information from anybody, you know, uh, everything I could read is that they kind of stuck to the drainages and stuff. They weren't up in the higher elevations. Um, so we tried some drainages, drainages and actually Jeff ended up getting one there the first morning. It was the only one we've seen and we hunted hard. I don't know how many miles we put on the dogs and the truck and just finding new drainages to hunt, but we never treat another one all day. So, uh, back to pace and stayed the night, looked at the maps, decided that we were going to try a different area. And, uh, we got up in this mountain range and it, there was some towns up in there and we were kind of looking for the right habitat. It seemed like every time we found the right habitat, it was close to town and yeah. private land. So we couldn't hunt it. Conkey's Outdoors is proud to be a sponsor of Tree Talking Time. Family, hunting, tradition is the Conkey's motto. They understand the importance of passing down the tradition of hound hunting. They are a family-owned business that treats you like family. They also understand the importance of having the gear you need when you need it. Conkey's carries everything for your next hunt, and it ships to your door quick. 
They also offer great warranties on all tracking systems and financing options. Check them out at Conkeys.com. You can also use the code TREETALKINGTIME5 in all caps to save as well. Couldn't haunt it. We, we drove, man, till 10 or 10.30 in the morning without dropping the dogs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I finally just got frustrated. I was like, I'm turning my dog loose down in this. It, it didn't even, it didn't look like anything you would ever find a squirrel in. We were up on top of the mountain. It was kind of a little drainage type thing with little short trees. And But I said, I can't, we're, I'm not just going to haul them around all day. Let's go. Yeah. And and I think Oneida went 200 yards from the truck and treed, and she had three gray squirrels in one tree. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I was like, wow, that was luck. Um, so we made sure we got our gray, and then we, we ended up going on out the mountain range and dropping in another nice little little drainage and hawk treed a real nice big male for me. And I knocked it out. So very cool. So yeah, it was like I said, everything just kind of fell together. I honestly, you know, start out the whole trip. I did not figure that we could do everything in one day or two days and just keep on moving through. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a plan to do it in two weeks, but I thought that was kind of foolish. I was like, there's no way, you know, it, it'll take two and a half, <laughs> um, but we'll see what happens. So, so, uh, so we got our gray. We, I think we stayed the night there again and get up the next morning. Hmm. No, we didn't. We left, we left pacing that night. That's right. Okay. And we drove down. So the last one, and that was the one that everybody, you know, we had read and, and heard people talk and I looked in, it was going to be the toughest. That was the Mexican Fox squirrel. Okay. And, uh, I figured, well, we're, we're running ahead of schedule, so we have some time to hunt down there. But I, I actually, uh, I know a guy that has done this long before we did it. Um, he's an, he's an older fella and a friend. I haven't talked to him for years. We comp hunted together a few times. Um, but he had been out there and he had, I think he actually got all the squirrels with the dogs. Okay. Um, but I finally had broke, broke down. I probably should have called him before. He might've saved us a lot of effort throughout <laughs> the whole thing, you know, and, and hunting and uh, there's probably easier terrain to hunt than what we did. I'm sure at least in California for sure. Oh yeah. But, but, uh, anyways, I called him and I talked to him and he, he actually told me he was out there. He said, I think it was eight or nine years ago he went out and did it. And, uh, he told me where there was a drainage that that's where he got his squirrel. And he said he hunted two days hard and seen two squirrels. <laughs> I was like, Oh boy, that's going to be rough. Is that what makes them hard to, you said, you know, the Mexican fox squirrels, you know, you'd read it was going to be hard, but. It's right. just low it's population just, density or low popul low population density and really rugged country. I mean, okay. If you catch them down in the drainages, you're good. But the, I mean, the mountaintops and stuff out there, it's just, it's, it's rugged. It's, oh, uh, yeah. I think that's really the only place that they live so in the U S mm-hmm. that you're kind of tied to it. So we, we actually, uh, we had driven to Tucson the night before and stayed there and then figured we'd drive in and, uh, get a hotel room and then head up in in the afternoon just to at least get an idea of what we're looking at to hunt. Yeah. And, uh, so that's what we did. We didn't get there. We, we got, we were driving up into the drainage at like 1130 and, um, we're driving off the road and there's a fox squirrel sitting in the middle of the road. I'm like, <laughs> huh. so it took off and we kind of drove. I, I really just wanted to do it, you know, do it right. Drop the dog. And it, I guess I could do long story short. 
we ended up seeing eight squirrels before the end of the day. Wow. Um, just whether the, the, I think part of it was the mountaintops had all burned off okay. a lot of the stuff. So the squirrels may have moved down into the drainages more. It just mm-hmm. lucky for us, you know, uh, we did drive up around on the mountaintop and kind of looked around, but there was no need to cut dogs up there. We had yeah. uh, been able to find them down in the bottom. So, yeah, I mean, the dogs did great. We didn't really have to go that far. It was it was nice flat bottom. Uh, nice. Lots, lots of game there. We saw lots of deer and, and stuff down in the bottom, but the dogs did a nice job. I uh, So we did it all in, in uh, well, it was 10 days. Okay. We were finished. We had seven days of hunting. Um, Jeff had got the, the, what he needed for the Grand Slam, and I, I guess I was a squirrel shy. Hey, but, that's um, still pretty good. Yeah, right, right. And I ended up uh, like 6,400 miles on my truck. <laughs> we took took two days to get home, so it was all total from the time we left till the time we got back. It was 12 days. Okay, that's pretty cool. But yeah, I, I don't know that I was... I don't know that I'd ever make that trip again. That's a lot, you know, and it's hard on the dogs, you know, you haul them around and, and, uh, you got to get them out and, and it, it's just, it was a lot. So you didn't look for some cat tracks while you were out there. I did see, well, you know, we only had snow there for a couple of days, but yeah, <laughs> I, I seen some cat tracks and I briefly thought about it, but <laughs> My my wife was like, "Oh, you going to the Grand Canyon?" And, and honestly, we drove around the Grand Canyon. And I never went and seen it. You know, we had a <laughs> oh, we we had a mission, yep. and I was focused on getting what we were trying to get. And and uh, I, I guess I didn't veer from that mission the whole time. So, I think if I saw some cat tracks, I I would have uh, veered off of that mission. Yeah, we had a we had a real big one, Tom Bobcat tracker. The one day that I was like, man. I wouldn't mind turning loose on that, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't a real good track. So who knows? We might and with the yeah. blowing snow and stuff, everything got even the squirrel tracks were getting blowed shut that day. Yeah. Know, Twenty mile an hour winds. So I don't know how it would have panned out, but but man, maybe someday I be back out there and, and turn loose on some cats. I actually talked to a fellow in Utah that I may try to get together with next year. We'll see. There you go. So always looking for, for something different to do and yeah. another adventure with dogs. Well, so. you know, your dogs are pretty experienced bobcat dogs. So, I mean, uh, I would say right. you could probably take them out there and you could probably treat you a lion out there or some probably, bobcats. Probably. That's, I guess that's something that we've, well, that's another thing I've talked about for years is possibly going out trying to treat a lion with my own dogs. And, yeah. and I've just never, never pulled the trigger on it. I guess I need somebody to, twist my arm a little bit <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah the the squirrel hunt was a, a really a big success and like i said I, I guess i don't regret not being able to get to douglas because I, I really just wanted to do the whole thing with the dogs yeah and if, if that wasn't going to work then i got what i was after mm-hmm. um and i i honestly can turn my dogs loose around here and just make me pull my hair out sometimes and do silly stuff but that whole trip they just they just acted like they knew what they were doing. <laughs> I didn't That's have awesome. to, I didn't have to worry. I did. Uh, I know Hawk there the one day I turned him loose. It was the first day we were trying to look for the Arizona gray and he went straight up a, I don't know, about a 400 foot ridge that was hands and knees to climb to the top. Oh geez. 
and he got treed up on top of it. And it was funny because the Garmin said like 170 yards, and I couldn't even hear him. He was clear up on the top, on the flat top of it. Yep. And uh, climbed all the way up there to find a den tree. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, I, like I said, I, I don't know that it could have went any better. And, and I got a bunch of squirrels for the wall now. So, yeah. In total, how many squirrels did you guys tree over the trip? Do you know? <sighs> wow. Um, I don't know that for sure. Probably between 20 and 30 squirrels, I would okay. say, on the trip. I think that's pretty fair. Cool. So, but yeah, I mean, it was, like I said, we got into squirrels everywhere we went. And without having much, you know, guidance or anything, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, such a vast, I mean, everything, everywhere we hunted was just huge, vast wilderness areas. So, oh, yeah. It can be hard, even in a state like Pennsylvania, to be, you know, confident, especially like national forest, to be turning loose on squirrels all the time. Yep. So, I don't know, just luck maybe, but it worked out. Do you have any advice for somebody that wants to go for a squirrel grand slam with dogs? Um, yeah, I mean, make sure you're in shape. It's a pretty rugged country. I mean, all of it, Arizona and California, all, at least where we hunted, you know, you definitely want to be able to get to the dogs. Um, but it's doable. I mean, we proved that we did it in seven days or, you know, seven days of hunting. You know, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be afraid to tear into it again, just knowing what I know now. But I guess, uh, you know, make sure you read your regulations and stuff. Of course, California's lead free and make sure you follow the rules. But, you know, price wise, you're talking, we bought a two day small game license in California. I can't remember. It was like $58, I think. Okay. And then Arizona was, $20 a day you can buy and you can buy up to seven days or whatever okay. if you want. Um, so it's, it's pretty cheap to buy licenses for all of it. Yeah. And then, you know, just a abundance of public land to hunt. There's no, there's no real issues of finding places to hunt that. Now, when we were out, when we were in Arizona, it was during elk season. So we were, we were dodging elk hunters, uh, a fair amount there. Okay. Um, I guess, you know, mid Arizona, we didn't see anybody down South and, in the north rim of the Grand Canyon, we've seen some mule deer hunters and stuff. But other than that, uh, you know, California, we don't think we ever seen another person on the mountain. Did any of those hunters ask you what you were doing? Uh, yeah, yeah, we we actually were having lunch <laughs> one day, and and uh, there was a uh, couple guys in there that were mule deer hunting, and they asked if we were mule deer hunting, and we told them what they were doing, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they laughed. That's funny. But then they, then they wanted to know more, you know? Yeah. They, they were interested. They're like, really? So it's, uh, it's fun to, it's fun to be in that position. I think, you yeah. know, I kind of like somebody's like, you really do that? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's different. And I, I have always been like that. I've always wanted to do something different than everybody else is doing. Yeah. So like I said, but, uh, squirrel dogs definitely, uh, aren't a West coast thing, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> That's but, pretty uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's it's definitely doable. You just kind of um, our planning wasn't the best, but it worked. <laughs> so <clears throat> I know that the the fellow that I talked to about the Mexican fox squirrel, he had talked to biologists, which probably would have been the smart thing to do to call some of these states and talk to biologists and get get an idea on stuff. But we yeah sometimes just like to wing it. So if you had it to do over again, is there anything you would change or would have done differently? Um, 
I don't think so. I, I really don't. I mean, I you almost always have some error or something on a trip that just you're like, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. But this may have been the best trip I've, you know, most successful trip and everything just went right the whole time. I really don't have anything to, you know, possibly if we could have done a little more research and found some easier ground. But in the <laughs> end, we we really didn't get in any trouble. You know, the dogs, the squirrels were, were there and they didn't, dogs didn't have to go a mile to find them. So yeah, I, I really don't, uh, I can't even say that, you know, we, we didn't kill ourselves to do it. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. I, you know, it's, uh, it was, it was neat. It was a neat trip and I know that there was a lot of interest in it. Yeah. I know. Like you're posting updates and everyone's like, you know, reading them. And I, a couple people requested this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen. So, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, if, if it's, it's doable, it's not out of reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed intimidating and I just didn't know if it was possible, but, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's, and it's a lot of fun. That's great. And, and my taxidermy bill is going to be kind of <laughs> ridiculous. I think how many, how many, <laughs> so, of, how many of those squirrels are you getting mounted? I'm going to get all five of the, well, I'm getting a combination of some freeze drying and, and some mounts done, but I'm going to get okay. all five of the ones that I got mounted. And then I got a couple of, uh, several of them that I'm going to actually, there's a local guy here at Tannery that, uh, I've been using, but he, he did a squirrel rug for me on a North Carolina squirrel huh. a couple of years ago. It, it was, it, I didn't know how it was going to turn out and I think it's fantastic. So I'm going to get a couple made in rugs too. So. That's awesome. <clears throat> Be interested to see that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure once I get them, get them done, I'll post some pictures of them. But. Very cool. So. Well, I appreciate it, Dan. Yep. Uh, I appreciate you having me on again, Ben. So there you have it, folks. Drive across the country and get you a squirrel grand slam for all you diehard squirrel hunters out there. So um, before I let you go, I just want to say Merry Christmas and also uh, check out the sponsors. I know it's a little late to be getting Christmas presents, but uh, you know you get a little spending money for Christmas. You know where to go. Conkeys, W, Full Cry, and TreeTalking.com. So get you some podcast merch and uh, support those sponsors. Thank you very much. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at tree talking media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber. <laughs>